Welcome everybody to the Steve Jordan Experience. Pleasure to have you here with me today. And it is a pleasure to have my guest, Juan Lee. Juan Lee is an author. He's the author of a book called Love Made, I think I need to repeat that everybody, Love Made Simple. I don't know how that is possible, but Juan is supposed to share with us what that could look like, feel like, see, and create value for us to understand maybe some deeper ways, some new ways, some interesting, some unique ways of love and how it can show up in our lives to help us grow, to help us live the life that we're meant to live. Because it's true, if you don't love yourself, if you can't find love within, if you can't find love in the simple things, well, then it just might perhaps escape you. And life is worth loving and living to your best ability. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome Juan Lee to the show. Welcome, Juan. Hello. Thank you for having me. That was a little bit of a tongue twister. Juan Lee Love. <laughs> hey, hey, I think you summed up love very well. I mean, because I, I believe it's the answer for everything. I do too, Juan. And, you know, when I saw your um, your intro to being on my show, it was a, a pitch. I was very intrigued by it. You know, I, I, I absolutely believe love and without love, you are incomplete. You know, there are so many people who have this idea of what love is and it's sometimes often on the surface and, and we, we, we may have this deep understanding of what it could be and how it, you know, should show up in our lives, but sometimes it's really hard to grasp. And when I saw Love Made Simple, I, I, I wanted to know, honestly, the answer, how that possibly could be. So, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got into, you got almost a 30-year career in this area of self-development of love and discussion of it in and around that. Can you tell us how you got to this place? Where What is your story? Who and why are you considered the expert on this? Well, what I came to realize, I've been involved in religion for 30 plus years. And um, in that journey, I basically came to a conclusion probably about maybe 15 years ago mm. that something's not working. Something's not working because the transformation was not occurring. Mm. There was a disconnect between what we were being taught in the, in the ability to execute, the ability to understand how love transforms a believer, someone who can love, who understands the value of it. And in the process, I realized that I looked at it and I said that there's a difference between the, the way in which it's applied or taught and the way in which the message is intended. In other words, the presentation, the application doesn't necessarily measure up to be the same thing. And so what happens is, is that everybody begins to gain their own interpretation as to what it really means and how to apply it. And what I've come to realize is that we're applying it in a very selfish way. Mm. very selfish way. And that's not love. Mm -hmm. That That's counterproductive to what the intent is for love because love has a purpose. And the purpose of love for humanity is to protect and preserve humanity. Mm -hmm. It's that thing that connects us no matter where we are on the globe, we should be able to connect with one another because we're human. That humanity that thing that we all have in common, no matter where you are, what you believe, how you believe it, we have this in common. And it was that message of universal universality that really began to allow me to see that so many people that, it, that have experienced or have been introduced to love has been taught it in an improper way. Hmm. See, love is something that we do that we demonstrate on behalf of someone else. Mm -hmm. We don't demonstrate it so we can get it. It's the it's it's the the application is the ability to apply it on someone else's behalf. That's how collectively we are to be able to 
connect with one another, and it allows us to be able to develop ourselves so that we can give ourselves, so that we can build those, those relationships that we can reach our potential and be fulfilled in this experience called life. Hmm. I, I, I think that, I mean, that's a very, uh, an intricate way of thinking about it. And I, and I love it because it does make a lot of sense. You know, my, my question goes into the origin of love. When, when and where in our lives can we first experience love or learn, you say, learn about love and create a better habit of loving one another, ourselves. Uh, I'm about to be a father in a few weeks. And when you hear this podcast, I'll probably already be a father. Um, and I want to be able to share with my child, I don't know if it's a boy or girl yet, who, what and how love should feel like. Because I don't think I received love in the way that I wanted to receive it growing up from my parents. Not that they didn't love me. They loved me very dearly and still do. Fortunately, they're alive. But in the way in which I felt like it, it landed on me. So how would you say for our audience, if you know, you're, you're trying to like, like I always think of, you know, especially in fitness, like find the root cause. Let's start from the origin. Let's start from like where, you know, like where we can begin to dissect and, and create some transformation, as you said, to, to not just heal, but to transform. You, you speak of a very fundamental thing and you speak to, and you ask the question, where's the first level, the first place that we learn it? Yeah. And you're getting ready to entertain it. You're getting ready to engage it. It's at the family. Hmm. It's the very fundamental. And what love is, is this is how you really understand how innately it is in you. When you become a parent, a father, you're never gonna have to think about what you would be willing to do for that child. Hmm. You're never gonna have to even contemplate. You're never gonna have to be to think about it. You're going to be on, your emphasis is going to be on behalf of that child. Hmm. You're going to act on behalf of that child. Here's the thing, they won't be able to do for themselves and you're going to act on behalf of that child until they're able to begin to do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, the integral thing about that is as they begin to do things for themselves, the parent has to now take on a new responsibility because it's now not going to be innately, you've got to be intentional. Mm -hmm. You've got to want to identify and note and, and uh, those characteristics that make her or him unique. And there in where you'll begin to establish that love that that child will then begin to appreciate because they will begin to nurture that which you've helped them to establish and identify as their uniqueness. Mm. So you're saying if I can if I can repeat and, and just reiterate what you said. So it's, you know, OK, you know, obviously you're you're taking care of the child until they're able to start doing it themselves. This is where I think that pivotal point happens where maybe a lot of people fail or not do well in is finding that uniqueness in that child and highlighting that like acknowledging it celebrating it reinforcing it which allows that child to flourish and grow into their best self which then feels like love and they fully and they love themselves better it it's it, then you're being you would have been able to breed it. You're basically teaching them how to love themselves by showing them their value. Mm -hmm. Many of us grow into our adult lives, never even understanding our own value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we're out looking for, mm -hmm. we're trying to find somebody to bring it to us, to give it to us. When in many cases, we don't even know what it is ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Like, again, saying how I wasn't, I, I didn't feel or receive love in a way that I would have wanted to, again, not mom, dad, if you're listening to this, like, though, the, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, I'm just, just saying that you, but I, you know, oftentimes there was emphasis on success, emphasis on making money, emphasis on a, a career or, you know, that in which, that didn't really matter to me. And it still necessarily doesn't like, I, I mean, yes, I like all of that is important, but that's not really 
what really drives me, you know, dri what drives me is connection, human connection, the empathy, the, the ability to have, you know, do what you love and, and love what you do. And, and, and that to me, and that's how I fell into my career, if you will. I mean, up until recently, my parents have never really supported my life and the choices that I've made. And I still wonder sometimes if they still do, you know, um, and that's, a, and that's a tough, tough thing to swallow. So, Interesting that you say that um, because I've been searching always for this approval. Hey, look at me, look what I've done, you know, look at the accolades, you know, even when you get on Instagram now, like you find yourself getting caught up in like, how many likes did I get? Was this a good post? Do I look good? Am I, you know, in shape? Do I, am I in shape enough? Is my whatever, all these things. And it's such a hard space today to be in a place of, uh, in a place of love, self-love. Well, I, I just want to be able to, to share a little bit about our parents, mm. okay? Because our parents did what we what they do was the best, the best they could, mm -hmm. okay? And so, I, and, and going through this journey, all of us, many of us, will find ourselves to look back and go like, mm, boy, it could have been better. But we have to understand that parents innately give their very best mm -hmm. innately give their very best it's not saying that they did not give their best what we're suggesting is is that just because you gave everything you had to all of your children not excluding anything anything from either one of them or any of them that it did not necessarily mean that it met your specific need. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because that's what they did. That was the that was, was the generations that it was like, I gave my children all I had and I gave them all everything equally. And that's been basically the mantra. And that's, you know, that is what it is. They, and, and for that, we are grateful, okay? But it's as we grow up and we understand and we find out that there are very there are voids in our lives. We don't look back them to look back to this experience and blame. We look back at this experience and go like, okay, now I know what I need to do. Mm -hmm. This is where this is where the programs and the things that I and that I share with people is that the first thing that we have to do is to love ourselves and to learn to love ourselves is that in some cases and in many cases we've got to do some deprogramming. Mm -hmm. We've got to look at some situations and go like, um, that probably, I, I, tell, I tell, tell clients, I say, the first thing that you need to do is to know that you have to understand and ask yourself some very difficult questions, honest, with some honest answers. And it's just this, why? Why do I do what I do? Why do I say what I say? Why do I go the places that I go? And why do I, am I around the people that are, why do I choose the people that I'm around? These are all your choices and you have to now begin to, where's the root to those questions? Mm -hmm. What is it that makes me decide? Because those are the questions that have established what I do and how I do it. Mm -hmm. And so from there, we begin to analyze that and go like, is that what I want to be identified with? It's that self-inspection that we have to begin to do because it's from there we begin to identify very, very, the very critical things as to who we are and who and, and really who we not, who we're not, and who we are. Mm -hmm. So then we basically begin to set boundaries for ourselves. And those are the things that make life a lot more pleasurable and clear. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to wonder where you're going to be on any given situation or circumstances. You maybe have heard the adage, if you don't have something to stand for, you'll fall for anything. Mm -hmm. Those boundaries will allow you to set your boundaries for those things that you will stand for and those things that you won't stand for. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, you know, it's interesting when you say boundaries. Um, you know, I just recently had a interaction with a close friend of mine a few weeks ago um, that crossed a boundary 
that was very uncomfortable and I was not willing to have that. And this person is a very confrontational person who happens to be a lawyer and he can manipulate conversations and he's never, you're never going to quote unquote win an argument with this person and in a situation. And when this boundary was crossed, I walked away literally like never, like in my life, have I done this before? I turned around. I, I, I let him finish. I turned around, walked the other way and walked completely out and left the restaurant, left him standing there in his own, in his own self and did not respond to any texts or calls. And a few days later, he did apologize because I wrote a text to him standing up for myself and said, that was uncalled for. That was not something that I, I uh, appreciate, even though you might think you were coming from a good place. That was, it, it was wrong tone, wrong delivery, wrong place, like wrong everything. And I don't need that in my life. And I don't want that kind of energy. If that's what you call love, I don't need it, bro. Take care. It's nice knowing you. I'm glad we had our memories. Sayonara. And that's when he called a couple of days later. And for the first time, I don't think he's ever really apologized without like being influenced to do that. I totally walked away. I set a boundary. And it made me feel good because I stood up for myself in the face of the possibility of losing someone who I've known for 30 plus years, I'm the godfather of his child, to walk away from a situation, from a friendship for that long because I stood up for myself for a boundary. And what it did in that relationship as well is it gave him, I know he has more respect for me now because the conversations that we're having now since are a lot more deeper, meaningful, less surface. And there's something that I think I triggered inside of him, made him realize like, all right, you know what? Maybe I, I whatever it was, I can't answer for what he got from it. But do you understand what I'm saying? And I want to share that because that boundary thing is hard to do sometimes, but sometimes you got to like, you got, you got to do it in the face of something, maybe not turning out the way you want it to. You, you, you've just stepped on all of the components of love that you really begin to, those things that empower you are those abilities that come from love. It's, it, it emulates out of the fact those boundaries will set confrontations. They will create confrontations. And those confrontations, guess what they will do? They will allow people to see themselves in the mirror. That's actually, you know what? It's funny you say that because that's what I said in the reply, in a text message back. I said, perhaps you see me in this light and in this vein because you're actually seeing yourself in a mirror and you're reflecting on yourself. What you see in me is what you don't like about yourself. You, and see, that's that's the power of love. Mm -hmm. That's the power of love. It creates a mirror. So people, you begin to be intimidating in a, in a sense that it look, causes them to look at themselves in the mirror. Whereas mm -hmm. is that you've done, you've, here is the big, here's what you, here's the power that you possessed at that situation, in that moment. You were willing to, to walk away. Yeah, that's exactly Not right. fearing loss. Mm -hmm. I literally did. And then, you know, it would have been even more so for indefinitely. I had made a decision there. I'm like, I'm done. I don't need this at all. <laughs> and there came, there was, the opportunity. See, that's the, see this boy. I, I like your conversation. This is really good. I, you want to say? <laughs> I told you. I, mean, I told you, you that said, there would be one of those aha moments. I'm, I'm saying because you get it. Yeah. You get it, and I haven't had many people to get it. I've been speaking it, but no, very few people are getting the power, and you're demonstrating it right. You're telling it to me. I'm like, boy, you're making me excited. Yeah, awesome. Well, <laughs> you, you are making me excited. This you're absolute. You're talking about an example of the power of love being able to change and influence people with love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that ability. It's that power that I'm referring to. You yeah. can't. You can't. You can't. You can't write that down because you were basically saying I was willing to walk away, not fearing the loss of this relationship, man. And then as a result of that boundary that you set, not fearing that loss, 
the mirror pops up in the person's face. And now guess what? The relationship is better than it's ever been before. That's, that's the value of that relationship that I'm referring to that gets you to reach your potential that allows you to be fulfilled. Yes, yes. You gave away that which you had to someone else and you were willing to stand on it. Love willing it. to stand on it. And, and that, it produces. Yeah, and that's that, that you know, again, going back to why this conversation came up about boundaries. You know, what if that, even in, even in, so I'm going to use another example because we talked about a lot of, uh, you know, we're, we're, this is a you know, kind of a self-development, health, fitness-minded individual. And there's another example that I have. And I don't, this isn't about me, but it's an example that create relatedness about a client. And whether you're in a fitness business or you're in a, a service business, like it's clients, relationships, like built on relationships. There was this one instance about, I want to say 17 years ago, early in my career, I'm 47. So I was about 30 years old you know, young, impressionable. This person was very influential, you know, wealthy. He was a good, good, he was probably seven, 8% of my income, um, you know, on an annual basis. And there was this one time and he, he started having these little changes in a session. I asked him to do something, you know, an exercise, whatnot. And he said under his breath, but loud enough that I could kind of hear and make out the words. He goes, fuck you. Like, he, and I was like, but I'm like, did I just hear what I like thought I heard? And so I sat there for about 30 seconds. I folded my arms, my body language closed off. And I said to myself, should I ask him if I, if he said that, or should I ignore it? And again, I have a lot of self pride and professionalism and not pride. I have self-respect. And I, I said, Jeff, excuse me. I said, did you just tell me to F off? And he goes, rah, 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 rah. and he get, went off this whole thing. And he, I was like, Jeff, you need to leave. And I was renting a space from a, uh, a, a like a, it was a, a, a rental place where I would rent, uh, you know, gym space for the hour. And there's other trainers in there and other clients. So there's, you know, it's just kind of a mix of people. And he was embarrassing himself, embarrassing me. And I said, Jeff, you need to leave and don't come back. And he walked out of there with his tail tucked between his legs, like ranting and raving as he was walking out. And people were like, what just happened? And I was like, I don't know, but it ain't going to happen again. I promise that. And I sent them an email and I said, what was, what happened, you know, earlier today was unacceptable. Here's your money back that you, you know, that you were, that you didn't use. And I said, take care, good life, you know, wish you well. And that was that, you know, so in a professional manner as well, it can also be applied. Would you agree? And how can you comment on that? Absolutely. Again, those are stands that represent the ability to understand that when you, when you set these boundaries, you begin to understand why you're setting the boundaries, okay? You, you know that it's not as a result of something um, that anybody particularly does, because again, people are going to challenge you on, a, on many levels. Um, whether or not, in that case, you looked at that as something that challenged your boundaries. Um, it's 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 the something that you're going to have to navigate for yourself. In that mm -hmm. case, um, um, in that scenario, I I would have probably I don't know exactly how the whole thing played out, but just based on what you were saying. I probably would have not, I probably wouldn't have pressed that. Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have pressed it. I probably would have understand the, con the, the context and what we're talking about is that he needed you more than, he, he was, that was more about himself than it was about you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you gave him, you asked, you gave him some instructions or guidance that, he wasn't happy about it. And I don't know too many people that are happy about the workouts when you're getting, you know, <laughs> if you're doing something that's going to be beneficial, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be testing. you. Okay. It's going to be stretching. you. Um, and so that was his way of, of, of internally addressing the fact that he didn't like it and he just let it go. It, it, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't have necessarily taken that to be personal. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been, 
you know, now again, I don't know all of the the the, the surroundings. I don't know what that relationship was prior to that, and yeah. if that was maybe that's the last straw. And that's a good thought, you know. And I appreciate you like going there because it makes me realize again, it wasn't just like out of nowhere. I think the relationship was coming to an end already. Like it was, it was, it was, it was hard for me to be in those in that in that session. It was hard for me emotionally because there was a lot of stuff he was coming in with angst and that stress and anxiety and whatever else was going on in his life personally that was affecting me it was kind of like the you know you ever be you ever be, you're around somebody and their energy is just way off and it just doesn't vibe with you maybe it did at one point but it just doesn't anymore and that's what was happening so perhaps i was also looking for a way out you know and that was yeah. my way out and that's why i said you know just in case scenario i mean it was probably more to it than just what that that incident it's mm -hmm. just that that was probably the last straw and and that was it but but again if, if that was in a vacuum if that was just an isolated incident yeah i i would have probably let that slide because guess what i'd have been as a trainer looking at that going at i'm doing my job yeah i'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm really doing my job because <laughs> yeah. he, he feeling this in more than physically yeah for sure it's for getting sure to I... him here it's getting to him mentally and that's probably the first place that you have to get to to be able to reform your body and transform. Not probably, it absolutely is. And we've talked a lot about this on the show and mindset, you have to have, you have to believe it before you can achieve it. There's nothing in life, whether it's fitness, your health, your wealth, uh, all of it, you have to believe that you are going to succeed. And that love, that self-love coming back to love is where that starts, right? You know, absolutely. I think the opposite. So you have I think in 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 life, and correct me wrong if I, if I am, we have two primary basic needs: the need for love, right, and the need to have um, growth and contribution, right, and give love. Like we need to have that. And the opposite of that is fear. Love and fear are like these two polar opposites. So if you're in love or you're giving love, you're out of fear, and fear is that that it comes in all shapes and sizes and forms and loves comes in all shapes, sizes and forms. And we have, you know, there's this duality. So, uh, you know, it, I think it's important to, to shed that light on that. Um, what's your thought on that? I think you're absolutely right. Um, one of the first things that you have to be able to overcome, to be able to practice and to demonstrate love is fear. Mm -hmm. Because it's something that, like you said, it's going it's that thing that prevents you. If you think about every one of the actions that you, the things that you've talked about here today, you had to have identified that you were willing to sacrifice whatever the consequences were for making your stance and staying in within your boundaries. Mm -hmm. You're willing to do it. And, and there is lies that fear factor most people can't get to that. Most people, they, they'll want run up to that, oh, oh, but they won't pull the trigger because of fear. Mm -hmm. Something fear, something that's got them, that's preventing them from being able to challenge that which is up against their boundaries. And they will break their, they will cross their boundaries because they don't want to confront that fear. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's and, you know, and the biggest one, the most, the biggest one that we deal with in life, in this experience called life, is the fear of death. Mm -hmm. That's just the physical thing. If we, and one of the things that I tell you, you got to embrace it. You have to embrace it because until you can, you can't really enjoy life. Mm -hmm. You've got to understand that you, that there is a purpose for, for death just as it is in, in life. Mm. And, and, and the benefits of life comes from understanding that it's only temporary. Mm -hmm. It's only temporary. That gives you the motivation to do the work, to get involved, to have something to give and to leave an investment. Yeah, I, I like the how you just framed that, you know, temporary. And as I, you know, I'm, I'm 47 and, um, you know, I'm like, wow. There's a good possibility I've lived over half my life. You know, I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm going to live to 100, perhaps and more. That's my goal. You know, I, I say it out loud. It's you know, I, you got to believe it before you can achieve it. So hey, 
You know, I want to live healthy, a healthy 100, right? I don't want to be incapacitated at 80 and just push, you know, push to 100, but, you know, functionally, you know, to 100. Um, but the point is, like, I start to think about this and you're right, like life is temporary. I just lost a friend a few days ago um, who was in his early 60s and I was, I was like shocked and I was really dis, I was upset and like, you know, but also not yet surprised, like this is going to happen. It's going to happen more frequently. I'm going to start losing friends and peers and people and and family members that, you know, I I sometimes forget like life is fragile and it's temporary. And I think just an understanding that gives you the ability to motivate, it motivates you to be able to do the things that make a difference in your life from day to day. We only have this very moment. Mm -hmm. That's all we get. Moment by moment is all we can possess, all we can respond to, and all we can invest in is the moment. And and, and anything more than that, we're just thankful to be here. Mm. You You just, this is the moment. And so, it's that mindset that we have to be able to understand that each and every moment is precious. And how will we use that moment? How will we invest? What will we do? It's not what we're planning in the future. It's right now. How will I use this moment to demonstrate how I will be forever left or forever memorialized in humanity? is this moment because Mm. it could be over in the next moment. Yeah. And so it's that, it's that ability to understand that it's to give me the motivation to maximize these moments, really be intentional in what we're doing, where we're spending our time. What is it that we're, how, who we're spending that time with. And that's how it really, at the end of this journey, we can say that we were fulfilled, that mm-hmm. we were, we, 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 we invested it in, we invested what we had to offer into the next generation that would preserve and protect humanity into the future because we, we, we valued the moments. Mm. That's awesome. I, I, such a profound statement. Love made simple, you know, Give us the, 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 you know, the kind of the synopsis of this book. What and how can someone use it? What can we expect from it? What is the, what's the premise of it? And how, if you could define love made simple, if you already haven't, and if you have, perhaps reiterate that. Well, first of all, I want to just add the fact that love made simple does not mean love made easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's be clear. Um, the things that you've demonstrated, you've shared this this evening is not easy, but it's fulfilling, but it's rewarding. It's, it's gratifying in the sense that it brings us peace, contentment, and it produces success well in into the future because it sets a precedence that you can follow. You will begin to navigate your, your life based on that feeling of that or that clarity that you gain by making those decisions, by making that stance, it makes the next time a little bit easier because you saw and you felt the rewards that were instantaneous when you did it. It was like you did not have any second thought about it because it was where that peace lied. That was where I rest, that clarity. And so that's the main part that you get from the book and you understand that love brings those things. It talks about bringing inner peace. It's the guide to inner peace, contentment, and success. And success is basically having your needs met. It's that simplicity is that, hey, it's having your needs met. And everyone's different and it's not to be compared. Mm. So, So as you read the book, and the book is broken down into four categories as stages. Now it's in each chapter, they all, we, I give at the end of each chapter, I give you the pathways to success for teenagers, young adults, seniors, and, and adults and seniors. So it's basically the, at every stage in your life, love can give you success in that stage in your life. If you're a teenager, 
the things that you need to incorporate in your mindset, in your life, is not the same thing that you're going to have to need as a senior, but it's connected to the next stage in your life. Mm-hmm. So it prepares you so that you can get into the young adult area, life. Those things that are going to change, but love is going to be there guiding you through that new phase, that new stage in life that will then propel you into adulthood where you're going to be able to be now influencing. And it's going to be based on what you've learned, that love, how love propelled you into that area. And then as seniors, how we all are connected, the junior, the seniors, the the, the adults, the young adults and the teenagers, because there's a wealth of value in our seniors that if we can glean on them, glean, glean that, that experience and they have value, they're not has-beens, they're, they're giving you peaks and, 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 and overviews of life in itself. And we can begin to appreciate them at every stage of our lives. So all of the chapters of the book have those things at the end of each chapter. So for whether you're a teenager reading the book, a young adult, an adult, or a senior, there are takeaways for you. And it's ultimately saying that you are an original, no matter what stage of life you're in, and you're important, you're necessary, and what you have is sufficient. Hmm. It does not matter where you are in your life, but knowing who you are and what you have to offer is exactly what we need as a society, as a humanity, as humans, we need one another. I love that. It's uh, it's, uh, I I sit here as I listen to you, like highly motivated. Um, You know, there's a, again, a a greater purpose to transcend even the life that I'm living now. And I feel like I'm doing a great job of it. And I just wanted to be able to uh, acknowledge you for that, um, in which you've been able to temper and create the opportunity and the possibility for people to see love in a different light and a different medium and how they can apply it in perhaps a different way to better their life at any stage. And I, I really appreciate what you said about, you know, going from the stages of life, you know, from a teenager to seen to, to being a senior and how each of those components are interconnected and, you know, our society, unfortunately, um, and perhaps, and I hope it gets better, you know, we tend to look at the seniors uh, in a, uh, let's just say, less than capable way that, you know, we shouldn't look at that way. Like my wife is Japanese and it's the complete opposite. They actually, they are, um, they, 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 um, uh, was the word celebrate the seniors. They 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 look up to them. They respect them, you know, and they 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 value their opinions. Here in America, like the it's like completely the opposite. We actually like value the the the, the people. Like I mean, again, I don't want to say Instagram, but Instagram like influencers when it really should be the senior influencers, you know, who are your grandparents or great grandparents. And, and living, you know, learning from their example. Well, you know, the differences in our cultures is that in America, we're driven by um, capitalism. Mm. We're driven by the dollar. And it's that, it's that age group between 25 and 55 that generates the revenue. And so that's where the emphasis is placed on giving them the say as it relates to what's important Mm -hmm. because they're going to, they're the ones that are generating the income. They're generating the revenue. Um, But in this, in the process of doing that, and this is the part that, uh, that everybody needs to understand is, is that many times in that age group, we end up finding ourselves trying to reinvent the wheel when all you have to do is lean on someone who's already been there someone who's already been, see there's the thing about life is that it repeats itself. Mm. That's all it does. It's a, it's a system, it's a cycle. And all we are as humans are components in this system that's a, that, is, that is continually circling, going around through generation to generation. And we feeling like every generation has to reinvent the wheel 
And it's really nothing to reinvent. It's just how will we develop or how will we carry that which is already in place? How will we advance it? Not necessarily trying to change it, but because every year the tree doesn't come back with new kinds of leaves. They're just different leaves. Mm -hmm. They don't come back with, you know, this year they purple leaves, next year they red leaves, next year. No, they come back with the same leaves. They look exactly the same from last season. It's just they're different ones. They're, they're new this year. Yeah. Okay. But we want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And, and that's where we begin to run into problems. We're trying to reinvent. Now, I'm not opposed to invention. Okay. But not at the expense of humanity. And I think we're, we're, we're in a place, in a space right now that capitalism and, 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 and greed is not taking into consideration humanity. It's all about a bottom line at the expense of humanity. Mm. And that's where love comes in. If we can demonstrate and exercise, look, what we want to do, advancement is all good until it runs up to the level of dim or, or, or destroying and having the ability to destroy humanity. And the reason why I say that is because right now we're in a very interesting space because of of uh, this technology called um, intellectual or I, I, what is it? Um, intelligence, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence, AI. AI, yeah. AI is, is good to a certain degree. And I think we've got to be able to manage that because we're going to begin to eliminate ourselves as being viable options as it relates to a demonstrating humanity as it, we know it. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be conscious of what our developing, how we're developing um, and advancing ourselves out of our existence. We've yeah. got to be conscious. It's not everything that we can do, should we do? Right, yeah. That's a great question. I love that last statement you said there. Not everything we can do, should we do? You know, and that's a, I think that's a really great point where we could sort of, you know, kind of close the conversation and think about that, you know, and that's that boundary again. If there's any one overarching theme here is the boundary and the boundary of, can I do it? Should I do it? Right. Asking yourself that question or should I do it? Can I do it? And it just becomes a opportunity for you to find that self-love and simplify it in a way in which you can have more of it and giving it in my opinion. And I also want you to comment on this. You will receive it in more ways than you would ever expect. It's that law of giving and receiving, right? It's not just about if you give love, you will receive it in more ways than one, probably tenfold. Well, I like to I like to say it like this. We don't we don't need to receive love. We need fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Okay. In other words, we need love is to be given. It's to it's the it's the ability to act on behalf of another. Um if by chance we get love back that looks like, see, here's the thing. Love, when it comes back, doesn't look like what we what, what it looked like when we gave it. Mm -hmm. And what it does is when it comes back, it comes back as a validation of our giving. It, in other words, approves of that which we gave. Mm -hmm. And that brings fulfillment because we're getting that approval of what it is that we have to give abundantly of. And so I don't, as far as, you know, when you think about it, here you go again, I'm gonna use you as getting ready to become a father again. What you give your child, your child will never be able to repay you. Hmm. Your child will never be able to give you that back. But your fulfillment will come as a result of what he becomes or she becomes. Mm -hmm. 
because that will validate your love for them. Outstanding. There's nothing greater than that. Outstanding. That's awesome. That's awesome. What a another you know takeaway from that, and um, that I think is a that's something that I'm I am absolutely going. I think I know I'm absolutely going to do, and I do it with my clients. I, I there's nothing that makes me happier than see that when they are living their best lives, they acknowledge it, they see it, they feel it. Their health screenings and blood tests are better than all the money that you know I could make doesn't matter. It's those things. And these are people that are not even related to me, you know, and they're not my own flesh and blood. So I can't imagine how that will feel. Um, and I, and I will do my best to practice that. It's, 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 it's how we receive back the benefits of what we give. It's Mm. not, we're looking for a, a return, a, a one for one. It doesn't happen. That's, that's not, now look, I'm not turning down anything that someone gives me. Okay, that that's a that, that's appreciation, and I'll never turn that down. But it's more so, like you said, it's how you can they validate us. That's what we're looking for. Mm. It's that ability to say, okay, what I have to give is necessary and it's important. Mm-hmm. And when they validate that, that gives you that you know that's a warm fuzzy. My wife often tells me she wants yeah. a warm the warm fuzzy and you can't yeah. buy those you can't buy them no you can't you certainly can't um in closing what would you like to say about your book uh where can people buy it how can they learn and find out more about you to stay in touch to get connected perhaps get coaching and um you know promote yourself here this is your this is an opportunity for you to share well what i really like to share with people is my new product my nonprofit called clear journey I'm here wearing my jacket, Clear Journey, where we uh, demonstrate love through empowerment and education to to improve lives. And therein lies where you can come and support us in this journey. Mm. That's what it's all about, is being able to empower and educate people by demonstrating love to them in a way that they can be empowered to live their best lives, navigate this life, and to be able to see clearly how to have this life or to navigate this life um, to successfully. And so clearjourney.org is the site. We, as a matter of fact, I don't know when you're gonna be airing this, but we have a, what we have is a program called Life and Money coming out. Um, it's gonna be a webinar, a free webinar online you go to love and uh, go to clearjourney.org and you can register for this new or this uh, financial education um, because I believe that finances is the source to your dreams. Being able to, our, the way that we can finance our dreams is to be good stewards over those resources that we have. Awesome. Um, and so that's the program. Um, also, you can go to my website as far as the book is called uh, WanLeeTheAuthor.com. You can go there and buy the book, an ebook. Um, and I'm on all the social media. Um, WanLeeAuthor, you can reach me there. Um, but all means, reach out to me, Clear Journey, by all means. Um, we have various programs that are on there that we're rolling out. All of them not out there on the website yet, but they'll be coming out. Um, but stay in touch. Uh, info at clearjourney.org. You can reach out to e- uh, email me there, or you can email me at info at Wanley the author. It doesn't matter. Um, but I'm here to share. Um, that's I will be. This is my swan song here. So <laughs> this is this is this is my journey. I'm awesome. looking for I'm looking for partners though. If anyone's be interested in becoming a partner with me or a spawn one to help me. That's awesome. I love that. You know, I want to acknowledge you, Juan, for your authentic demonstration of of love, a very challenging topic and being able to face that and take on that challenge um, because it isn't easy and it's hard probably to hit the hit the mark on that for everybody because it does elude a lot of us and it is a hard thing to really um 
to, so to, 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 to make it tangible, you know, uh, because it's this elusive thing that kind of just, you know, it's, it's different for everybody almost. And so I, I acknowledge you for taking that on that challenge. And you did a great job, uh, an extraordinary job of demonstrating that today of making it simple and more relatable and understandable and, and finding different ways again, in, in my big takeaway here, the boundaries, um, maybe perhaps there was personal experience there that I shared, but that for me was one that I really took away from this. So I acknowledge you for that. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I tell you, this this uh, this opportunity has meant a lot to me because I think you said something before we started, and I think you have allowed me to share because of the questions and the way in which you've presented it, allowed me to really speak to the power of love in a way that no other interview that I've been on has ever been able to do. And to be able, because I can only reach you where you are. Hmm. And what I've, you basically said it, what I've intended to do with this is to demonstrate the practical application of love. Hmm. And that's the journey is to make it simple and it's practical. We can demonstrate this thing. See, love is an action. It's not just what you say. It's the ability to demonstrate it on behalf of another. And that, and that's, that's, that's where the simplicity of it is, is that, yeah, Let's, how do we do it? I'll give you a key. It's your attitude. You begin to adjust your attitude and you can begin to navigate any situation on behalf of another. And that's what love is. Awesome. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for sharing your love with us. If you want to give more love and share your love, rate the podcast, comment on it. Give it everything you got. Take that two minutes. It definitely helps to get others who are perhaps in need of listening to a message like this that Juan has shared with us in you know the possibility of you helping somebody else you may not or may not even know by taking that time to rate and to review. So thank you for that time. Thank you for your love. Thank you always. Juan, it's been a pleasure to meet you. I appreciate you and I look forward to staying in touch. Clearjourneyeverybody.org. I will have it all in the show notes. Stay in touch. Look forward to hearing from you next time. Stay well, stay healthy from the inside out and be full of love.